haze to it. Hey everybody, Whoa. welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beards, episode 206. I'm uh, I'm Jeff. How's it going? Hey, <laughs> Zach, how are you? Someone else's heretic since 19 whenever. Uh, Scott. Hey, two in a row. Nice. Yeah, Andy. Like a fool, I taught my wife to like bourbon. Yeah. And now I gotta hide the good stuff. <laughs> is this is this because yes. you like upset her all the time, or is this like you like? No, I was like, here, let me make a drink for you. No, I wasn't. Do- I didn't think this one through, Scott. Okay. And then I made a great cocktail, and she's like, "Wow, actually, this is delicious." And I realized in the middle of her enjoying it, what I'd done. Yeah. Which means less for me. Yeah. And you guys too, actually. You there's going to be less for you. <laughs> That's the way it works. Turns out Scott's going to have to start bringing bourbon to the show. Ah, ah, it does turn out. We can arrange that. So when we're being scavengers trying to help ourselves to your alcohol, we're going to come up dry. Is yeah. That what you're saying? That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy, there's all your bourbon. I'll tell you exactly where it is. Gone. Yeah. He gone. It's, it's reading well, a book over in the corner by the fire. That's my wife. Yeah. Where's your bourbon, Andy? And you look at him and he's got just a little glisten in his eye where a single tear is forming. And then you know. Speaking of the boozes, uh, two of us are drinking, two of us are not. All of us are drinking. That's true. We're all drinking. But when we say... I mean, not to be the clarifier. Don't drink yeah, and drive. That's my job. We think. I think we all know what we mean by drinking. So I I am on the uh, the hunt when I'm just in like Avon's or some, you know, supermarket to spot something that I haven't seen before. And I saw this stone fear movie lions, hazy double IPA. It's an 8.5. It's a pretty big beer. It tastes sweet and, uh, not as much. It's a, it has a little maltiness to it, but it's a good beer. It is malty. I don't like, I don't like that one. That's too malty for me. I had never seen it before. I thought it was bringing something unique, but oh. obviously, it's a cool this can. This has been done. It's a cool can. That's what caught my eye. Yeah, but it, it's the it's too malty. I can't. I can't do the malty. Malty. All right. Well, it's way too malty. I'm I'm doing <laughs> coming off of a um a less wet January, if that's a thing. Where I definitely scaled I back. I was drowning in January. I guess it depends on the context. You know, there's dry January. It's like starting to evaporate. Yeah. Um, mine wasn't, mine was, mine was dry in, in spurts, if that even makes sense. That's, I like that combination of words though. Um, but this is a Codebreaker West Coast IPA by Trademark Brewing. And I love that I can read these weird small labels with my glasses on. It's oh, amazing. listener Zach has glasses now. Nerd. I'm old. 75 Stupid. IBUs, Dumb nerd. 7% alcohol by volume, and three on the SRM color, what should we call it? So you guys can see it's got a nice, like if you were a little lightly hydrated and needed to be more hydrated, this take, is what your urine would look like. Sip there? What do you mean SRM index? What the hell is that? Well, let me color. take a sip here. What the hell is that? I confess, I don't it's remember what that stands Sienna, for. Red Sienna and magenta. Ra- yeah, Sienna, Randy, Mommy. Ah, that is good. <laughs> no, it's not. 
Or, okay, there's that, RGB. That's better than mine. Sienna, red, magenta, all different shades of red. Well, there's another one. <laughs> all right. What are you nerds drinking? Oh, stupid spindrift. I'm starting with, um, it's not even worth discussing. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> you were about to go yeah, into like, describing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bubbly. It's fruity. This one tastes like grapefruit. It's called grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> the next one will be called lemon. Uh, it's got I bet the- it's going to taste like lemon. I'm yeah. drinking the pink label. Uh, yeah. Pink drink. It's bubbly. And we're not good friends. My kids cause... call it angry water. Because <laughs> oh. mom and dad are always angry when they're forced to drink it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Scotty? I'm I'm not drinking anything. Because we're we're bad friends. Yeah. Not even water. water. You want, yeah. some, want some lemon stuff? No, not after that description. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to try something different. All right. A slight format shift. Of which we have no uh, jingles yet, but we'll see how this goes. Beer news. You guys ready for some beer news? Beer news. Beer uh, news. I'm very excited. <laughs> I can beer tell, news. Jeff. I feel like I'm at a book reading. Beer All right. News. Super Bowl. Now, wh- whenever this drops, the Super Bowl is right around the corner or it will have just happened. So either way, it's relevant. Uh, last year... Crypto. Do you guys remember all the crypto commercials? Yeah, Matt crypto Damon. Bro. Yeah. Crypto.com. Um, turns out over the last 12 months or so, crypto hasn't aged very well for various reasons. No. Nope. Thanks but, to SBF. Uh, so no crypto ads, um, a source tells me, mm. uh, during the Super None? Bowl, according to foxnews.com. Or just in general, there's no more crypto. No crypto ads during the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So Super Bowl ads, they sold out all of the spots. Um, and get, are you guys going to guess the range? I probably just showed Andy. What's a 30 second spot worth? Ooh. Oh, you didn't show me, but, uh, I, so I remember about 20 oh years ago, <laughs> the monster commercial was 2 million and it was like 10 seconds and it just sat there for 10 seconds with the black, uh, background and just white. I think it was white. It just said monster, whatever. Was that around your 45th birthday? No. <laughs> 20 years ago. (laughs) Sorry, we've just entered the asshole segment. (laughs) Monster had just come out. Zach, he's our guest. What was the number Uh, you said though? uh, So that was, I'm going to say, so now fast forward 20 years, I'm going to go seven and a half million dollars for like the key spot. Yeah, I'll go five mil. It's just an average. I, I have too much. I have the curse of knowledge. Okay. Because it's, uh, it's like real time bidding on it as well. So it changed like the prices actually change in real time during the Super Bowl. Well, usually right after kickoff and it goes to, when it goes to commercial, that's the there that's like boom. That's the big one. I'll actually, say 10 million, 10 million for 30 seconds. And who knows, you could be right when the when the actual sausage is packed, but uh 6 to 7 million which is not that much more than last year. Jeff was right. Last year, I think, was in that ballpark. But it is interesting. I wonder if that just gets you your spot, and there could be a little wiggle room depending on the bidding, like you say. So when I worked at Taco Bell, I a friend of mine was uh, on ad buying, and she explained it to me, how, how it works. And basically, slots will start to open up because timeouts happen, delays happen, and, and then all of a sudden, they create new inventory, new options available. So... It's real-time bidding. Like if there's an injury, a prolonged, yeah, an expect- prolonged delay. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. got like set ones. We know there's going to be stops here, blah, blah, blah. There's, mm. We expect there to be 
you know. Yeah, Janet Jackson's dress falls. You got another delay. I mean, it's oh, just, just all think sorts of wardrobe mal- malfunction. Just yeah. think of the the Hamlin uh, going down. They were going back and forth with. They're like, this might not. We this might not last. Just yeah. back and forth, commercial, commercial talk. Oh man, I mean, I can't even imagine the chaos that's going on then. You know what? That Janet Jackson thing. It was crazy. Like. An unforeseen consequence of that wardrobe malfunction is pasty sales like went through the roof through after that. Like roof. hashtag pasty was trend- trending on all the yeah. socials. Man, it was socials weren't even around then, were they? Uh, Facebook was probably there. Friendster, I, maybe. I bet Facebook MySpace wasn't was there actually. MySpace. Napster. Could, what year we was could that? Look this up. I'll look it up. If only there was a device. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, Anheuser Busch, Boosh remains the biggest advertiser with. Three minutes of national airtime. The beverage giant gave up its deal to be the exclusive alcohol advertiser this year. So Heineken, uh, Diageo, Remy Martin, and Molson Coors are also in the game. So, and then all the snacks. Basically, everything that's bad for you is what you're going to see advertised. And hopefully, it's just, it's so good, though. They do an entertaining job. And then one more note as Andy is looking that up. This from Reddit on making on waking up and realizing you've made a terrible mistake after a night of having a little too much fun. Uh, Brock Clark, I decided to rename all of the contacts in my phone. This is obviously when he was drunk and blacked out or whatever. With their spirit animals. Who the hell is eternal baby chinchilla? Huh. So there you go. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, if, I wonder if it's one of his larger friends that has a few chins. Facebook.com. Facebook.com. It could be his Asian friend. Fantastic. You are moving at a very quick clip, Scott. I can't even keep up. I like the angles you're taking. Chin chin could be, you know, heavy set, chin chin. The Asian twins. (laughs) Asian. Oh my gosh. You are just moving. Scott. I love it. How much Adderall are you taking? (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Okay, here here we go. I looked it up. Um so that was Super Bowl blah, 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 in 2004 is when the wardrobe malfunction happened. Okay. Facebook.com launched. Not eight, five. 2005. It wow. was MySpace before, nice. so MySpace, before MySpace. Man. It would have been MySpace. No one cared about it. Nobody cared. Well, actually, actually, actually maybe they all cared about it. Everyone cared yeah. about MySpace. Wow. That's fun. And, and uh, the iPhone wasn't even out yet. It's a bunch oh, of like seven, right? Bunch of nerds on like IRC oh, six, chat. Like, oh, did you seven? see? Did you see? Uh, you know, yeah. You see your thing. The one thing. Actually, it was one thing. He yeah. ripped off just the one side. Her nipple was pierced, and that was disturbing to a lot of people. Oh yes. Okay. Moving on. What do we got? What do we got for bro news? Uh, bro news. Well, you know, back when I was a youngin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> We're gonna get a story. We, we need to get. Uh, <laughs> wait, we I need, had a friend. We definitely need to get a jingle or something to transition. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll see if we'll this format sticks. This and is then we'll raw. And, and ladies, don't get mad at me. Okay, this is don't f- shoot the messenger. A friend of mine when I was a kid, he said, "You know, hey, friend you, with hard scare quotes." Uh, yeah. Hey, did you know that men are prettier than women? And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's right, and he's like, "Yeah, that's 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 why they have to wear makeup." Um, so I, you know, obviously I was offended. Um, 
But don't worry, ladies. Wait, who's telling you this? Jeff, are you listening? When I'm a I was, guy. No, I'm let not. Me, let me start over. When I was a boy growing up. He told his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a, no, a friend, like a yeah, guy in a, yep. I don't know. Okay, I'm there. I'm, I'm caught up. Uh, but Botox is increasing amongst men. Oh, you know really? That? Yeah. Current day. Current day, yeah. It's, up, it's up 400%. Um, I don't and like And they call it, yeah, yeah it's called Brotox. Brotox. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. And do they the do forehead. the uh, testicles at all so you don't get the wrinkles? <laughs> that's you, called Botox. The... <laughs> <laughs> or you God. might call it Scrotox. <laughs> Boy, if people were bored, they're laughing now. <laughs> Dude, how much how much Botox would it take for your balls, Jeff? That's a lot of wrinkle. And then some might call it taint. Allegedly, it's funny when you said Botox. I'm thinking, oh, like our talk that we're having as bros right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same. That's what our podcast. So, is called. what about uh, TED Talks? Yeah, taint, taint talks, grow talks. It's you know, Scrotox. it's just the area. Taint. I don't need that's. It's already it's like it's. What's hat? We're deteriorating. Here. Yeah, uh, I have noticed that. Did, I have. Did you have absolute numbers? By the way, you said it was up four hundred percent, but that could be like you know. Yeah, eight to um, sixteen. So women do it like a whole bunch, and then <laughs> that's wait, uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a school brought, teacher here. That, yeah. You said four hundred percent, and he just said eight to sixteen. I, <laughs> I felt I I'm could sorry. not let that slide. I'm sorry, eight to thirty-two. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boy, the uh, the stones really hit me we, right now. We are America. We're um, <laughs> setting ourselves on the path. Zach, I'm so proud of you. Um, you get an A. So it's about yeah, it's about uh, f- women do it like four million times, and men do about quarter of a million, so two hundred fifty thousand. And gaining two two hundred fifty is the new four hundred percent. Yeah, it's a four hundred percent increase Whoa. in the last twenty years. In the last twenty years, yeah, and it says okay. about one hundred and forty thousand of those are in the uh, Los Angeles area. Oh, one hundred forty thousand. So, I don't know. I made that part up. Oh, nice. um, <laughs> uh, no, that would make sense. Though. Is Botox permanent? No, it, no, no. So it happens. Just so happens that uh, um, it, men absorb Botox faster than women, um, unless you know, depending on the Where gender they were assigned at birth or what they identify right. as now. According to the article. Wait, where does it go? Uh, uh, just your body reabsorbs it. Oh, that's great. What's yeah. the source? What's your source here? This is on HuffPo. Okay. Huffing, Huffington Post. Wow. Huffing and... Well, she knows everything. Yeah. Um, because there's, you know, men have thicker skin and... I think she cashed out. Uh, musculature. Ariana. Good choice. She made yeah. a bunch of money. So... I'm going to start uh, paying closer attention to dudes' faces now when I yeah. get introduced. I will say, just to yes and this whole thing... Um, I do notice if you're paying attention just on a Sunday morning, your church is, you know, depending on the demographic, I, I have noticed like guys that are in their sixties with not obvious plastic surgery, but smooth ass faces. Like, wow, you got some tight skin, man. And now, you, your pores are almost yeah. indistinguishable. Now, where would you guess is the most common I usually like counting old people's men, pores. Men get Botox. Oh, like right around the eyes. Yeah, the eyes. Okay, Jeff. What I do you guess. think? Um, Jeff, I'm, where would you get Botox? Let me put it that way. Because you're about the age. Okay, forehead, forehead Andy. I'm gonna go with the eyes. Okay, all right, Jeff. You got it. 
It's a forehead, huh? Forehead. I'm on a roll. Yep. Besides my mm. math wow. calculation faux pas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't even make, I mean, eight to six. I don't know what that, uh, yeah. Shut anyway. up, Scott. Jeff, if you. Thanks for that. that that's great. Hey, you know, I like I'm that. here, guys. Jeff, Feel if free? there are 25% less bros in the room right now, how many would that leave us? <laughs> that would be We three. start with four. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be three less bros? If one of us. <laughs> All right. Any more bro talk? Should we? Can we like throw oh, something bro out talks. there? Oh, I got yeah, bro, bro talks. This has been bro talks. Bro topics. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got us. That's the show title. Bro talks. Spell it like Botox. <laughs> I want to thank you, Andy. Uh, I cannot push so then my just thank son. Him. I cannot push my son out of his. He's like, I'm getting a, a 911 Carrera. Oh, I'm getting a 911 Carrera, and then. Andy will have a Porsche, I'll have a Porsche, and then his his buddies, I don't know, somebody's got a pretty sweet ride. And I'm like, what do you just imagine? Like you guys riding down Arizona highways, something <laughs> going 190 highway with a Route da- 66. Danger zone just cranking on our stereos. <laughs> yeah. Highway to. Uh, that's fun. He should um, He should start with a. Good job. Smaller one though. Nine eleven is. He's found one for twenty grand, and uh, it's got one hundred thirty five thousand, and it's a certain type that he's locked in. And I, I'm like, I, I'm like, I gosh darn it, Andy, why'd you get a Porsche? Uh, that's a uh, twenty grand though. Well, I'll talk to him about it. We should we should look at this. We should all together review this because that one. I'm I so the I'm like well you. Because the first question before you even mentioned Porsche was, Dad, what do you think of me getting a loan? Do you think I'd be able to get a loan? You know, I'm like, hey, they always peop- these companies always want to give people loans, especially young young people. You know, get you in twenty yeah. percent interest, get, get your debt yeah. debt going. And I'm like, but you have no history, so I'll probably have to co-sign. He's like, okay. I'm like, what are you thinking? He's like. And then he shows me the Porsche. I'm like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. The insurance is going to destroy <laughs> him now. That's exactly what I uh, said. He He's already looked, he's sitting there looking it up, trying to, you know, I know. lobby. He's like, dad, 150. Something's wrong with it. He's Something's like, drastically right. wrong with it though. $154 a month. What? Okay. Yeah. And. And I'm like, okay, so your payment's going to be about three fifty plus one fifty, so five hundred dollars for the next four or five years. Where are you going to be right now? You could probably first, refinance first year. Year. first year, great. Third year, you're going to be through, you know, JC. You're going to be maybe after a four year, like you're going to be now. All of a sudden, maybe you go away, and you know, you got a decent job here. That I give him three be- weeks. That car's in the ocean. <laughs> 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 I looked at him like I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna buy the Porsche off you. And man, I just kept going and going and going. And I look over him and he's got this look on his face. He's like, well, I thought about this. Screw you, old man. <laughs> and uh, you know, he to summarize He I'm, turned into he I'm turned a, into Ronald Reagan. A, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was well, I, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to get. Add Reagan to the list of presidential impressions we do. Nancy, if you just ro- roll over on me. Um, <laughs> oh God.
What? <laughs> Forget it. Well, yeah, the- by the end, he probably couldn't be on top. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. War on drugs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, he's he was he was like the godfather. It was, you know, like you an offer you can't like, refuse. Yeah, I got to. No, I'm, I'm a Reagan Brando. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, anyway, he can't get off, he can't get away from it, and I'm like, well, good luck. Five hundred dollars a month payments and insurance. It's a lot of money, especially if he's <clears throat> making what fifteen bucks so an that, hour. I'm like, that's six thousand dollars. That's thirty thousand dollars on a five year loan with insurance and payment. Come on, what can you do with thirty grand? I yeah. was working uh, my first I had a Toyota Tacoma, 99 Toyota Tacoma, $500 payment, like 20 something percent. Holy and they, they weren't expensive back then, the Tacomas. Now everything is at least 30, 35. Uh, making uh, $750 an hour and uh, <laughs> destroying myself, trying to get all the overtime yeah. I could. Yeah. And then I refinanced. And, but anyways, I did. I have a 911 story. It's a little sad and anticlimactic, but oh, like September 11th, dating a girl. Yes, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, I was downer in a 911 Uber. They had Uber. It was pre-Uber back then. No, Pr-Uber. I dated a a girl. Well, now she's a woman. Back then, uh, a lot of clarifying. Long time ago. A lot of a lot of caveats here. Dad had a 911. They were out of town. We were hanging out at the parents' house. Pretty sure the statute of limitations are up on this. <laughs> Took his 911 out for a very brief spin. Nice. Very brief, because I was a late teenager, and uh, I struggled with that clutch. That clutch was tough, and uh, that's it. There you go. I, I'm just glad I got it back in the garage without destroying anything. No good stuff, Zach. Yeah. I have a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Christian-related uh, Porsche story. <laughs> Let's once, just tell 45 yeah. seconds stories. Here it is. This is 45 <laughs> seconds. Once, once upon a time, uh, my neighbor called me up and he said, hey, um, I'm downstairs right now. I have Crystal Lewis's Porsche. Do you want to go for a ride? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeff, do you know who Crystal Lewis is? No. Scott, do you? She's a Christian singer. Yeah. yeah legendary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she would be in the Christian Music Hall of Fame, yeah. probably. She's like the Christian Whitney Houston. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He calls me and says, I have her Porsche. Uh, you want to go take it for a spin? And that yes, I do. Yes, please. And so I did. Wow. Um, and it was quick. Mm, nice. I don't yeah. have any poor stories. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff. Thanks, guys. I look forward to next week's Porsche news. Yeah. Christian, yeah. don't do it, man. <laughs> Christian, don't, do, don't it. do it. Stay out of debt. We he did doesn't. get into insurance. This is my 45 seconds edition. We did get into insurance. And I'm like, Buddy, you're 17. You're a male. You're trouble. And he's like, "What?" And he, uh, he's yeah. like, "Girls getting way more accidents." I'm like, "No, statistics show, don't. guys. We we speed. We get into accidents." He's like, "There are girls all over the high school parking lot backing into fences. Probably like <laughs> no, but they just don't say anything. Yeah. They do a little dent here, a little dent, a little nick there. I'm like, wow, I've never really thought about that." You maybe got something. I here. promise you, the insurance companies would not leave money on the table. Oh, that's I. That's what I don't like. Yeah, yeah they want your money. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, want your money. And I guarantee, if it's going for twenty thousand dollars, something is wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, and be a lot to fix it if there is. Yes. Like, 
<laughs> I'm looking at it right now. He sent me the link. This is some hot podcast. Yeah. Keep going, guys. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Where's yeah. the Bible? Bring us the Bible. Right. Oh, oh, please. Give us the meat. No, you're kidding, right? Please tell me no. Please tell me somebody okay, else. Okay, what no. do you guys want to talk about? Anybody have a deep question? <laughs> I could pull something I mean, you up. know me, but you know, we don't need to Yeah, I would really there. like to know, Scott. What deep question do you well, have? You guys wouldn't be interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening for this 24 minutes of personal bro, bro talks. Uh, Balls and Porsches. <laughs> Hold on or, just a second here. I'm trying to look back. We we occasionally post things. We might actually have to edit this part. <laughs> yeah. To, like, close yeah. that gap. Oh, 24 minute mark. What, what happened? Uh, what happened, Jeff? Did you? The Bible? The, the Bible? What happened to the Bible? <laughs> well, I didn't get the oh. the message yeah. until late. I'm like, wait, I've got I've got Bible duty. Uh, do you guys think we live in a simulation? Is this in the Bible? Because if not, well, it's it could, not true. It could be related. No. No? I think define simulation. I want to punch you right now, Scott. I do not like the word um, simulation and life together. That there there would be some... That we're automated? Well, simulation doesn't have to mean automated. Um, Just that your world is. Yeah, the the world is manufactured. If you're walking around uh, GTA, or your, as your kids play, or Andy's kids will play some Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, you see some people that are doing things, they're operating, and yeah, they they're unaware that they are just a bunch of ones and zeros. Like there's there could like just say for example there are there's a a super intelligent alien civilization that spun this world up to see uh, what humans would do. It's the Matrix. What have you been watching? The Matrix. <clears throat> what is a simulation? Define, I mean, define simulation for those purposes. Uh, simulation would be um, that the world, whatever world you're talking about, was purposefully created um, and is being observed From, by who? Well, that's 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 the question. Doesn't that describe? Well, it's one of the. It's, it's one of the describes questions. Christianity. Doesn't it describe a reformed view of Christianity, in well, a sense? Well, I don't, okay. When you say reformed, what do you mean? Like predestination? Oh no! So so it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be um, automated. Like or- no. I'm, I like the way Jordan Peterson talks about God for even if you don't have a faith per se, Jordan Peterson will describe it like whether or not God exists, it's probably better if you live as though there's a God, God God does. And that could look different for different people, but in general, having this over like some sort of foundational view of like right and wrong, like in general, that is Pascal's wager can be used for abuse and has been. Um, but generally it's better for people to have like that, like a purpose you're living for you know, and whatnot. You yeah. Know what I mean? he, he has that kind of as his, a basic definition. God is that thing which gives your life purpose. 
So if I were to transfer that onto the simulation, like, like okay, maybe the simulation exists, but live your life as if it doesn't exist. Well, because because well, it gives yourself more autonomy. You're not distracted by oh, it doesn't matter. It's a simulation. Right. I can see a version of nihilism where it's like we're just in a simulation anyway. What does it matter? Oh, oh, so okay, that's interesting. Go with that idea. What, what, how would you come? How would someone come to that conclusion that if it's a simulation, therefore it doesn't things don't matter what I, you know, like what I do on this can earth? Can I interject here, please? Because I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it. I think there's some natural. There's a natural path that people take, where they just, I'll call it, lose it, and they they get to a point where they're like, what the hell does any of this matter? Like, what is money and a house and the American dream? And what does any of it matter? What does family matter? Having a wife matter? Like, does it even matter? Like I, and, and they walk themselves down the path and then they're just like, screw it. And you, you know, just feel like you're a cog. And then they, and then they, <clears throat> it's COG. It's kind of, <laughs> let me be clear. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the movie office. Talks. It's kind of, if you're familiar with the movie office space where he walks in and he's just walking in and I, I think he caught some fish. Yeah. And he's he, coming he's in way late. It, yeah. And he's filleting it right and he knock he's filling it right in his office table and he knocks over the you know, his cubicle and he's like, Ah, this is this is great. He has he, he's beyond caring and it's just like, you know what? None of this even matters. And uh and then he moves on. And, and I'm thinking, and I say, move on, like, who gives a crap? Mm. Like, this doesn't matter. We're all just, as he looks around, he's just looking at everybody like, they're all just pawns. They have no idea what they're even doing or what their purpose is. And, and so I think people just get to that point. And I think a lot of people get to that point. And, and I think that's where, you know, we get a lot of bad things that start happening in the world. You know where that happens? You know what that, this feels like? And I, I'm guilty of this, a, a version of that, not like throwing everything away or whatever, but like spiritual deconstruction or like crises of faith. Crises of faith. Um, you know where I'm guessing that happens the most is in places of the world where you don't have to worry about food or survival or existence. Like one of, one of my intro thoughts this is a good point. Today it was um, whatever I said about someone else's heretic, which is true about everyone all the time, for some good reasons, some bad. But put that aside. My one of my chambered thoughts for the intro is related to that. Like like deconstruction is a first world problem, something like that. Um, you don't have time to contemplate all of life's mysteries, which I believe are if you have the ability to do that. It's it's worth doing and worth bettering yourself and uh, bouncing ideas about people about the the deepest questions. That's that's what we do. Obviously, if we were fighting for survival, we wouldn't be having a podcast. No, but, no, we wouldn't. But uh, so it's it's worth recognizing that, um, and almost it can give you a little dose of gratitude that like, wow, like I I can actually contemplate this stuff, um, which means I'm in pretty good shape. So maybe that's a plus for like not being yeah. getting all down and in the dirt and thinking about you're a cog in a machine and oh, I'm just checking a box. It's like, yeah, but you're also providing for your family. 
And yes, you're working for somebody that's making more than you. And he's working for somebody that's making more than him. And then she's working. It's like this thing. If you think about it, you can get discouraged and just be like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, I think the, the, the problem that, but your needs are met. So you have the, the privilege to do that. Well, it's good. Welcome back, Andy. Yeah. The issue that occurs there though, is that we start, we've started to invent problems. Yeah. And like, we're trying, we're trying to find something to struggle against. And so that's why the problems that are air quotes problems are just ridiculous. Like 10 years ago, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, people have been like, why are you wasting breath on something like that? Yeah. Well, take me five years ago and plop me into some village where, you know, they have to go get water and hunt for food and everything. I'm just like sitting down, like playing in the dust. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't even know if God's real, man. <laughs> like well, I'm going to get murdered or, or they're going to like leave them right there where they're at staring into this and then put them in an environment where people are working their butts off to like, we got to travel a mile to get, you know, a bucket of water or, or whatever. And they, if you, you just put them in that environment. They would look at them. Actually, I'd ask you, what do you, how do you think they would respond to like a family of four just sitting, staring at some black, thin box? You're talking about their phone, right? Phone, iPad. Yes. Like what, how would you, how do you, (laughs) Scott, Scott, you're on point tonight, man. Adderall, what is it? 30 milligrams? What's going on? I wasn't even paying attention. That would got me like a sneak attack. <laughs> so, yeah, they would, it would be a shock, definitely. And it, either they would look yeah. like they were frozen in time. Yeah. But there are those like black and white photos of kids just like glued to the television set. Is it just the new television set? Yes. And yeah, but people who don't have television that are, they're constantly having to work and they don't have those luxuries. Underdeveloped countries. It's, total, it's totally different than. Sure. So, I mean, I would think because you're getting nothing out of watching television and people sit around and talk uh, about. Wait till we get to what are you consuming? I've been getting- <laughs> hey, me too. Uh, uh, but I don't, you're, you're not getting anything that's actually like meaningful out of it, you may be able to bounce off, you know, and translate things in your life and kind of make things like make sense. But that's just another conversation. Whereas someone is, you know, the interaction of, of family and communicating and, and going and getting water or, you know, building something is totally different and, and there's meaning and purpose in it. And I think, yes, we're in an environment where we are, we we're creating problems because we lack so much. We need something to kick. Well, it's because we solved all the problems. We <laughs> yeah. solved. We solved. I mean, we solved all the the main problems. The existential problems. Yeah. Like even yeah, even clean, in the, yeah clean water. Even in other parts of the world, in yeah. general, like war and and famine, like put those aside. In general, worldwide, absolute poverty is very close to being eliminated. Doesn't mean there's not shitty things or inequalities that need to be addressed, but it's heading in the right direction. It's, it's headed generally in the right direction. And I think about this cons- comparison thing because it's 
Like, what does it mean to be in a society that is as prosperous as us? You know, does that mean we don't get to complain about the things that nobody else would complain about in different parts of the world? I, as an example, and maybe this will help, maybe it won't, but when a friend of mine's <clears throat> dog passed away a while back, you know, it was really, really difficult for them, obviously. But I could tell there was resistance and he eventually copped to it. Like, I just, I don't even want to complain in front of you because you lost a kid. Mm. And, and I'm like, dude, it's, it's not the grief Olympics. Like, this is a real problem for you. Yes, a dog dying in, you know, different circumstances wouldn't sure. matter. But right now, this is real for you kind of a thing, and which was encouraging to him. But I don't know how to quantify that. Like, when is it appropriate to complain about things or to fight for problems that maybe in the grand scheme of life are trivial, but in the moment individually, it might matter? Like, that's a tougher question. I think <laughs> overall, we're trying to... It's and it's maybe it's a moving line, but we're trying to figure out like how do you not have a brittle society, and and it feels like we're pretty brittle these days. Yeah, because of the the all the really difficult existential resistances have been removed. So in a sense, we've been in a non gravity environment, and our muscles are our muscles of I don't know mental and spiritual fortitude are atrophying. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and in in areas, I guess countries like poor countries, there there people aren't complaining that they don't drive a nine a Porsche nine eleven because they don't they don't know that it exists. Uh, so I, you know, part of it, part of the complaining is if they knew the noise it made, <laughs> they'd be super excited. <laughs> uh, part yeah, part of the complaining is the expectations and seeing that other people have a lot more than you, even though you have more than people did. You know, the richest person a hundred years ago, you got more than them. Yeah, they didn't even have iPhones. (laughs) By a lot, you have more than them. Like they didn't even have like running water or toilets. Oh, yeah. I mean, exactly. A hundred years ago, they probably did. What was it like? Yeah, great example, Mike. (laughs) Wait, what? Old joke number two. I said, what was it like? (laughs) I feel like the old joke over under is always two and a half. So let's see if we can get the over. You guys are going to catch up and then you're going to be really. But you'll always be older is a beautiful thing. No, no, you're going to catch up. You do the math, listener. That's not how it works. Well, on that, you know, my students are looking through the window down at my car and they're like, doing shitty math. Mr. Pearson, is that your car? I'm like, you owe me $5. Don't look at that anymore. Gosh, peasant! Yes. You sounded like Bill Maher there. You did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you will be. Tw- I can't do it. I'm not gonna do I can't either. Uh, all, all I can do is the okay. Yeah. Like it's yeah. easiest. It's all relative, right, Scott? Uh, Isn't it? <clears throat> all of it. What we all have. What no, we have. Our possessions. Yeah. Yeah. Even thinking about the person who's the people who've got to go get water from the the well or some river or whatever. That's some. Yeah, someone um, else is like, at least you got access right. to water. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Count your blessings. And, and, and they always, you just compare yourself to others that are around or wherever, other countries. And it. Yeah, it would it be better? Doesn't seem. Like, like is, is so the, different. let's just call it the wealth gap. Is the wealth gap better than everyone having very little? If you had to pick one. Now you're starting a really good, another conversation. Um, yes. I wanted to hear, you started this whole thing with the simulation. Oh, yeah. What, where are you at? Like, what's, 
What's your special purpose for? Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Your superpower is shitting on people's questions by putting a question on top of theirs. So I'm going to intercept you. I thought I was bringing it back to the original. No, but he asked a question. So we we can't bypass the question. Stop. All right. I'm going to get a buzzer for you. All right. Do it. Stop with your shit talks. Yeah. Yeah, From my (laughs) ebb. Shit talks. From my weather balloon. Let's say hear your shitty talk. Where does that shot go? (laughs) I feel like like it's like a fecal transplant. And we're back to bro talks. I've heard that term. People it's do real. that. Yeah. People do it. Why would you give it to somebody else? <laughs> no, it's actually a it's a it's a treatment because uh, my it, poo is healthier okay, than you your guys. colon. No, because it, it introduces good bacteria, bacteria. into yeah. people's guts for better digestion. Uh, do they just give you like a fork? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, a little lube too. Somewhere in there was a Pfizer commercial. Uh, uh, which shit talks? Which, end, by which end does it go? All right, now you derailed it, Andy. Where are we at? Okay, you asked a question. Was basically is it would it be, would society better be better off with a wealth gap or if everyone was equally poor? Right. Right. And that's and, impossible. Well, it's the wealth gap, and I don't think the answer is close. Now it depends on a lot of things. There's a lot of things I want to go. There, right. I want to go full Scott on this right. on this question and clarify the shit out of it. But let's say no one's hungry. In the in the poor scenario, no one's hungry. Imagine all what about in the wealth people. gap scenario? Some people might be hungry. Wait, mm. how did you? That changes it. <laughs> the, I think the, the, the first one you said. How did you define it? Not the wealth one, the other one. One from 20 minutes ago? Shit. No. <laughs> Where everybody's equal, but they used some language. Oh, okay. So that wasn't that. W- the, would you rather have the, the wealth gap or everyone's equally poor? Okay. There is no such thing as equally poor. No, you're changing the question, Jeff. You're not allowed to change the question. Magically. In the spirit of Andy who walked yeah. out okay, to go pee or whatever. Because... When if you're equally poor, nope, you're still changing. People <laughs> are going to fight for power. Well, okay, but that that would be one of the reasons why you which would is pick why one none of the it, other. Why one of it? Why? See, so you just make it an awkward cut, and we just we got hairy legs, it. man. We're yeah. rolling. <laughs> so it, it doesn't. I know Zach wants me to play the game, but everything being equal, there there will always be going. There will be people who want power and or they'll just work hard and people are like, well, that's the person who works hard and they get identified. It's no different than being in a, a school classroom with 30 kids. And you're like, that's the smart kid. That kid knows math. That's the athlete. Mm-hmm. All these other people, including myself, were just along for the ride. But, Jeff, mm-hmm. you're not wrong, but uh, I know. So what's the but? You're not wrong. There's a, a deeper conversation with why hierarchies will develop no matter the system that it's under, but playing Scott's game when it's everyone is poor, but they all have access to food. And the other one is like, there's a large wealth gap and you didn't give this, this whatever the caveat of maybe the poor have food. Maybe they don't. I don't know. With those two in this ridiculous game we're playing, I'd take everyone has food because wealth, how many people are wealthy and have stuff that are miserable. Their spiritual life is totally bankrupt. Yeah. Um, their emotional well-being is totally bankrupt because of their excesses. 
And you can find a lot of people that have their basic needs met. Life is tough. Life is even shitty, but there's joy. How poor is the poor? Well, um, how poor is the poor? <laughs> you only have well, iPhone one of, nine. One of the <laughs> oh, one of the God. negative aspects of of oh, gross being poor is uh, there's no there's no incentive to. Oh, sorry, do my qu- stuff so like innovation kind of comes my, to an end. My question is a little bit different. In this, everyone is poor, or or there is the normal disparity. Mm-hmm. How poor are we talking for the everyone is poor? Uh, so okay, so let's say everyone's got food and water that's covered. Okay, so let's say maybe the lights don't work all the time. Um, your you know your electricity goes out. Um, you don't have cable. Maybe you know you don't have a uh, that is iPhone. Matter. That doesn't matter. Um, you right. don't have a car. Doesn't right. matter. Um, the store. The store. You have food, but you don't get to pick what food you have. It's not always there. Definitely no scrotox. Why would no, there be there's stores? No, there's no scrotox. Well, you got to get the food somehow. Who's running those stores? Uh, that's a separate question, Charles. <laughs> yeah, but there's where you start to get an inequality. But there's a magic. There's a magic. Uh, I thought we were playing pretend that, either or in Scott's yeah. game, and both Jeff and okay, Andy fine. are complicating it. <laughs> there's a magic. Yeah. Spell. No, I just want to know how poor the poor people just are. Pick one, and then we can complicate it. It's, yes, I would. I would definitely pick the one with uh, <clears throat> the one where there's disparity, because uh, at least there's fewer poor people in that scenario. Uh, Zach likes everyone to suffer. And I would like to minimize the suffering. Also, I'd like humanity to progress. So why do you hate humanity, Zach? That's the real question. <laughs> I just like food. I like the idea of everyone having food. Yeah. So yeah. like every, no one, like no, there are no houses getting built. I like built. good food. What, seriously? <laughs> well, because why? You got food there. You, you got food. You, you because everything just, you're going to get is there. Carrots and tomatoes just grow right out of the land everywhere where all the people all right. are. For the interest of the passage of time Jesus. and the passage of time that is happening right now, time is passing. Um, <laughs> Depends on what you, you guys can time. keep going. I got to bug out in like 10 minutes. All right. Scott, I want to know what is your, what's your thought on the simulation? You started this whole um, thread with simulation. Yeah. Well, I was, I was yeah. listening to something and it was, it was, Atheist scientists, or I guess you could say uh, non-religious scientists um, contemplating this idea of a simulation. Um, Elon Musk, I believe his statement was there's like a 80% chance that we are living in a simulation. Yeah. And I, I mean, I kind of had the same idea that I think both you and Andy, Zach, um, um, had mentioned that as you start to describe a simulation, meaning there's some, there's some, um, some beings or a being with a mind outside of your world that has orchestrated your world has put humans here that, that can very quickly turn into, well, why not God? Why can't that be God? Yeah. And what you're calling or perceiving as a simulation be what is described as as God, who's someone separate from this world that has orchestrated this and has some sort of observation. The architect. That's what he's referred to in the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that movie is so rewatchable. Yeah. So I was I was just yeah. curious like like Elon Musk is very smart and 
that's a very strange idea to say that we're living, that it's more probable that we are living in a simulation than not, but he doesn't take the next step is, is curious to me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he will. I, I think there's a lot of, um, there, there are no real atheists because even the atheists are like drilling into this idea of consciousness or what it means to be human, or maybe there's a simulation. What explains all this? Like that desire to explain all of reality is like this never ending playground for the best minds in the world, no matter what they think about God. And ultimately like there's, there's something like maybe I don't believe this, like this, when science tries to explain the universe as like just a never ending eternal, like the universe expands, creates a new one, oscillates or whatever, expands, create, uh, contracts and then creates a new one. Like it's just, that just feels like the ultimate kick the can down the road. Like, yeah. And yeah, you can come up with mathematical models that explain it. And it's interesting. And I like reading and hearing about that stuff, but ultimately like stuff exists. And even if it's a simulation or it's, if it's fake still, whatever we are experiencing now, like whatever consciousness means it started somehow. Yeah, it's a thing. That is, if you're conscious right now, <laughs> you just think you're conscious. You just think you're conscious. <laughs> yeah, that's but, what the matrix was. But even like whatever. But even then, <laughs> there was, in. they were plugged into something. There you, was something behind it. Like there wasn't though. That was the thing, right? Well, who created the people that were <laughs> conscious or putting them in? Well, the thing that they were in wasn't the thing that they were in. Right. I think. <laughs> I think no. I get I get that. I know I know you do. It's just fun to say it. I think all that what's what's being Trap created just take the matrix and and every movie and every story outside of God is trying to create purpose and meaning and and uh, and hope in a life that people have um and is and and that's could be it could come across as a little vague but that that we we create these storylines like this is how it happened or this is our way to explain yeah things and and as somebody has said in the past we're constantly borrowing from the story of jesus and god and trying to you know put it in our own movie or story. It's the hero's journey. And then and and for some people they're they're like, I'm I'm an atheist. And it's like, so you're fighting against God is really what you're doing. And I don't believe there's a God. It's like, you know, my my I mean technically they're not fighting ha- against I something that doesn't exist. Well I mean. but they have to call themselves atheists. Again, I don't want to go all Scott. Why? I don't believe in you, God. They have Wait. to <laughs> Okay, perfect. That's no, perfect. That's, that's what Jeff meant to say. That is perfect, Andy. I love it. I don't believe in you, God. You're a bad father. <laughs> you don't exist. Wait. Just like that person's dad probably didn't exist in their life. <laughs> But exact, they wouldn't worry about it that hey, much as long exactly. as they had food. It feels, <laughs> all right, it feels like we should shift over to Vata uh, you consuming. Hey, you guys, if you guys want to keep going, I'll just say real quick, because I know Andy will talk about mine later on. If you guys think you might go for another 15, 20 minutes. 
Are you going to talk I'll, about, I'll bug out. about talk his about, thing? Talk about your thing? No, you guys can keep this conversation, and I'm going to say what I am consuming oh. and let Andy give his opinions on it, because it's probably the same, just like all of our oh, clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Last of Us. Yeah. Fully caught up, and we're doing it with the whole family, as uncomfortable as it is at times. Uh, it is a profound uh, feat of storytelling and cinema. I have in the no form idea what's about to happen. Cinema. Video game-based uh, show. Is that like, a po- like post-apocalyptic uh, end of... But, like, but H- if you guys want to keep going, yeah. just tag that on the end. Or like You All guys right. talk about that later. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. HBO uh, made a, a new series, and it's called Last of Us, and it's but it's based on a video game. Oh. But it's a okay. famous video game called Last of Us. <clears throat> anyway, it is really good. It is very good. Good game too, right? The game is one of the best ever. It was like... Dang it. Bong. Um, as I'm not leaving, like I said, I would. The, that game, I've played a little bit, but that was like a feat of storytelling and narrative in a game, a playable game that was just groundbreaking. And that's the best. I love video games when they, do, when they nail it like that. It's just... You're in it, and you're taking part, and you're controlling a simulation, almost like God. Feels like you're playing a movie. Okay, we'll share your username and password so I can watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, Zach, have I fun. You, I love you guys. And, and Scott, I agree with whatever you say next. <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. It's going to get good when Zach leaves. Hey, Scott, really repeat good. what I say. Scott. Scott. I'm an asshole. Zach's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Zach agrees. Better Zach. Good night, Zachary. Mm. Okay. Now there were 25% less of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was foretold. I didn't even know that. I can smell dinner downstairs. <clears throat> I can smell that as well. You having a late dinner? I've not eaten yet. No. I had chili before I came over. Mm. Ooh. God bless my wife. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to just jump to what are we consuming? I can go either way. I mean, I've got I've got some time, but I I'm out of topics go. for now unless we want to keep going with the uh, simulation or the poor people <laughs> or the rich. The what if only the poor people were simulated? <laughs> yeah. What if that was? What if they're not even real? Poor people aren't even real. They're I mean, just simulation. It is, like, it is like a video game. It's like the farm girl's just walking along and somebody punches <laughs> her in the video game. Just, oh, she's down and she didn't matter anyway. And there's just people wandering around. Well, okay. So how about this? I wonder how many people, believers, are challenged with the, the thought of, what am I doing? Like this in Christianity, I think the last three years have been have have really made people question like what are they doing in life, and like we've seen a third of the people not come back to church because they're like, I mean, I'm just gonna make some, I'm gonna jump to conclusion that they're like, this isn't even worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, to some degree, they're they're saying that that it's not worth it by not coming back. Yeah, they've lost community. They've lost. Yeah, I heard that too. They've lost community. They've given that up. 
And I don't know if there's some shame or guilt that's happened and they're not coming back. Who knows what's happened? But I'm just wondering, have has a nuclear bomb been just exploded in a lot of people's lives and they, they just can't deal with, with church anymore? Like, is this unrecoverable? Yeah. Like the, the church will never gain back those 30%. I don't know. There's probably some percentage of those folks who were on the fence anyway, you know? Right. They were just were, maybe they were in cruise control and just doing it because it was they were habit. They were, a, yeah, they were a simulation at church. There may have been some who were like begrudgingly going, weren't all the way there anyway, and found this as an excuse. And once it turned into a new habit of not going, it was much easier to go, well, I'm not coming back than it was to like try to restart it and convince themselves. Yeah. yeah I can imagine a lot mean, of variations of that. All right. I mean, I'm, I just, I mean, there's people listening or people that we talk to that you can feel there's some apathy in, in church and just talking about the last, you know, few years. Yeah. My, and I, I'm, it's not that I'm worried and I, I like the world will take care of itself. Like, you know, things are going to go the path that they go. Not that that's a simulation, but there's a, Hey Zach. Zach's back. He forgot his phone. Hold on. We're taking a, (laughs) there we go. We got it. Sorry. Listener. We're all quiet. Hit him hard. Trying to squeeze. Uh, Anyway, I'm, I'm not that I'm worried. But I, I think about the, like, what's happening with the church and, you know, the pe- churches are trying to consolidate, churches are trying to shift, and churches are trying to survive. And four years ago, there were a lot of churches thriving. And, and it's just like the people have been chopped down at the knees. And we're, my, my hope is that people will come back, but I'm, I'm, Concerned. Speaking of which, where were you on Sunday, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see you at church, Mister Pearson. I left at six forty-five with my um, younger daughter to her volleyball tournament mm. and uh, cheered her on all Satan's day long. Volleyball <laughs> tournament <laughs> until <laughs> sponsored by Brotox. The devil. <laughs> Uh, no, I, that's where I, that's where I was, and I honestly I wish I was at church because I, I've actually had a uh, felt the energy of of more people being there, more community, people mm-hmm. that I haven't seen in a long time, and that's encouraging. And I'm I'm like, man, I want to be at church every like years ago. Kids weren't in sports; they weren't doing things, and it was like every Sunday we we're there with the little kids, and and it was great. You made me think of something, and I wonder what you guys, your opinion is here. Do you think that, so rewind a couple of years, pandemic hits, churches have to figure out very quickly how to be able to stream themselves online. That has maintained. They all still do it. Do you think that is, has, has been a net positive or a negative for the church? Probably a combination. So, Maybe one of the reasons why some people don't go back to 
physical church on Sunday. Maybe they're just, like you said, built a habit of watching it online or they say, Oh, I can watch it later tonight. Good uh, enough. You know, later Sunday night. And then, but it, but yeah, having more churches stream online could open it up for more people to watch church. Maybe they weren't going to church before. Uh, uh, but I, there, there probably is a lot of people are probably are a lot of people that, uh, say I'll watch it later, but then don't. Um, so that, that's probably, even if they don't go, even if they did. Yeah. yeah, Do you think it's a net positive or negative? I I think it's a negative. (sighs) It could, it could end up being a wash. I don't know. I think it's a negative. The idea of having church online, hey, maybe one person sees it ends up actually coming to our church or coming to Jesus. But ultimately, cutting uh, cutting the cord of a video um, in some form, I think, is helpful in that people will realize I'm missing something. I'm missing something. and And I think the void isn't filled by a video of watching someone preach. Um, yeah. I think the void is filled by being in conversation and doing real life with people because the meat of church to me is, Hey, I sit, I listen to the message. Think about this. When church is over, I talk to my wife about it. I talk to the people in the the foyer, you know, of the church, um, you know, outside Maybe even like, hey, what man, that was a good message. What you know, what'd you take from it? And all of a sudden we're in a conversation. Yeah. We've got community. Hey, I text you later. It's great to talk to you. And that is where the that's where church that's where the magic happens. As far as I'm concerned, that's where it happens. Yeah. Online church takes that away. And I would argue with anyone who says, No, there's an online community that exists as well. I'm like, I don't think it's a no one way. For, I don't think that kind of relationship is a one to one. Versus, uh, you know, an IRL in real life relationship. That's like yeah. the 28 year old, uh, female that's on, uh, whatever the socials are. It's like, Hey guys. So I saw a dog today and it was pooping on the grass and oh my, that just really makes me, I'm like, who are you talking to? You have no connection whatsoever. You should probably yeah. come to church. Yeah. Or if like online, if online dating was literally online dating, it wouldn't and be there the wasn't same. In- it would not be the same. That's true. I, I have thought about this. I want, I do wonder if it has been a net negative and if it has been something that has kept people uh, away from church who might've been on the fence for doing that. Um, yeah. It makes it easy. I mean, it makes it easy to be like, oh yeah. I'm like, so people don't want to feel guilt and shame. They don't. And so if you ran into somebody, you're like, I haven't seen you. Well. Oh, I'm watching online. Yeah. It's the equivalent of I'll pray for you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they are watching. However, like, dude, yeah. I've done it by the way. I have done that. I have yeah. fully done it where someone's like, Oh, Hey, I didn't see Did you. What'd you think of last week's sermon? Oh yeah. I was out of town, but yeah, I'll, I'll go catch it online. I'll make sure I watch. Never, never watch it online. Wait, Game of Thrones episode three. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm watching that, and but I will watch it. The church, not so much. But maybe that is because, well, are you not? Sometimes enter- it, are you not entertained? Yeah, sometimes Scott? it feels <laughs> it feels to me similar to like going to a concert versus watching a concert on TV. 
it's entertaining to watch it on TV. I like it. I've got a good enough stereo that it can sound cool and it can look good, but it is nowhere in the same ballpark as like actually being in the concert live. And, and it's, it's the energy. It's sharing that experience with other people in the same room is a big piece of the puzzle too. So I don't know that said, I also agree with you, Jeff, that probably more important things happen as we're like exiting the church and having those interactions with people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that fellow fellowship, fellow ship. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's a, a huge, well, I don't know because I'm so, um, not different, but I liked it. I'd love to interact with people. Like sometimes I get to church, especially Christmas and Easter where there's people that I haven't seen in like six months. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm like the mayor, like hey, <laughs> kissing babies out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's so fun. I'm like, Oh my, but it's fun. I'm like, it's great to see your face. And I, I'm, I know we all have that in us yeah. where when people see us and acknowledge us, that's what draws people in. I don't care if you're like, you, you're like, I'm a hermit or you're the, you know, you're like, I just want to be involved in everything. I want a million people around it. When people see you and they acknowledge you and they want to have a conversation with you and they give you a hug or a handshake. Um, and that is, it's, it is, I want to, I want to say life changing. Um, it might seem too big, but honestly, for people that are showing up that all of a sudden they're greeted, it changes mm-hmm. something. It's like you just added fuel to someone's soul that doesn't go, doesn't go away like Botox. It just, <laughs> it's there. It's there. I remember having these discussions too, even as a, as an overseer. And, and it was when we were right like in the middle of having to try to make these decisions about, do we do only online? Do we have oh some God, inside? You, you had a tough job. It, it continues to be tough. It's never yeah. not been tough right. the entire time I've been doing this, but the, um, one of the what passages that like came to me, I remember I was, we were camping at Kern river and I was like up in the morning and I was just kind of thinking about this stuff and praying about it and, and reading. And, and I just remembered Paul, like Paul talking in multiple of his letters saying, and he's writing letters, which I'm like doing some equivalence of like, okay, this is remote communication. We could imagine that there's some sort of parallel, but in all of these, he's like, I long to be there with you. It's yeah. not, not, I long to continue to send you letters from a distance and get your letters in return and hear about things secondhand. He's like, I want to be there. It's important to be there with you. And, um, and not that I, not that I felt like I needed um, Paul's justification to know that like humanity does desire to be, we, desire to be together. Like it's built into who we are. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that piece, I, I have an idea. Some, some, instead of just like being so, uh, <laughs> being so controversial, it's just to shut it off. If you just make it really terrible, <laughs> people are like, I can't, it's unwatchable. You add in like uh skips or 
some, yeah, something with the audio. Yeah, the like, camera's and, like halfway off a little adjusted. bit. And what the so most important thing and the most incredible thing that happened is... <laughs> it's all like the <laughs> like, volume's, what, what volume is super low and it's like <laughs> off by like a second and a half with the video. Yeah, just make it unwatchable. And then people are like, oh, dude, I got to get in there. This is... I got to get in my car and get over there. This is now working. I need to know what Paul did. Yeah, what did he do? <laughs> Yeah, that's how we do it, a teaser. If you want to find out, come back next week. We're not broadcasting next week. <laughs> teasers. That's the new yeah. way to do church, teasers. Dude, what if you just start started calling people out? Like, hey, Robinsons, I know you're watching. You need to. You haven't been to church in two years. What are you doing? That's good. Yeah, we could see it. We could see it. Look, they're logged in. <laughs> Sathers. Don't, get, don't give me that. We're in Idaho crap. <laughs> get down here. Oh, my and goodness. Robinsons. That I just made that name up. I'm, I don't know anyone at, at uh, whatever church you guys go to. Except for, yeah, not at our church, but Carrie Robinson. Oh, really? yeah. That, yeah, that's his last name. <laughs> that's so funny. You didn't know his first or last name. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call him? Kyrie? Ky- no, I like Kyrie. No, Kyrie. What did you call him? Casey. 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 <laughs> then I called him Casey. Like, wait, what's happening? Casey Jones, Carrie Robinson. Uh, boys, should we slip to, over yep. to uh, what yep, are you yep. consuming? Do you know what Zach was going to say? I, I knew he was going to. I had a feeling he was going to say that. Okay. Show. Yeah, I did. And the show is called Last of Us. It is okay. great. It's okay. on HBO, like, which I don't have a username or password for. So, you know, feel free to forward that. You can email Jeff <laughs> at Bros Bibles Beer. <laughs> you know, Zach, he did share a Showtime or something like that with me. And I, I'm like, Allegedly, I'll, I'll share uh, YouTube TV at sixty five ninety nine, and you'll share, you know, HBO Showtime. At no HBO five ninety nine, and we're even. <laughs> <laughs> See now, if there everybody was poor, neither of you would be able to have either of those. So he had to rely on a gracious benefactor. Yeah, yeah, the benevolence of Jeff Pearson to step in and. <laughs> You had been both stuck sharing HBO only. No YouTube TV. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have something, you might as well share it. Right, I, Scott, I with the poor up, people. Uh, I watched Jericho. It's uh, it's probably a decade uh, old or so. I was going to so. say that's older, right? Yeah. Um, series or movie? It's a series. Okay. Um, it's like a post. There's like a. You know, like post-apocalyptic. Like a, yeah. Like, I think um, I watched a little bit of that. You know, nuclear bombs go off all yep. across the U.S. And um, they got to deal with that. Okay. So finish that up. Was it good? Did you like it? Yeah, it was not. It wasn't bad. Um, there's military stuff in there. Like, oh, that's that's pretty good. At least they got like most of the u- military uniforms right. Most most movies or shows like military uniforms are all jacked up. What's the? Is there like a common mess up that they usually make? Yeah, or- like they'll uh, they'll have like an officer will have like a enlisted rank. Um, their berets will be all jacked up. <laughs> Uh, it's a pet peeve. Their salutes, their salutes are terrible. Oh, really? Oh, good grief. Yeah. Um, or they'll be walking around with like the collar up. It's like, what what do you, you need some advisors on this. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Consultants. Yeah. You could do that side hustle. All right. Okay. Well, um, there we go. Oh, 1923 new episodes every Friday. Dude, Dude, I started watching that on Paramount. This is Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Did you watch the other one? 1883? I, I couldn't. 
Kevin Costner. I'm like, I don't know what is oh, that. Oh, no, Kevin? no. Uh, well, this is oh, the no, prequel to 1923. Oh, I didn't see 1883. No, dude, it's insane. Okay, these are all prequels to the <laughs> 1990s. White men can't <laughs> yeah. jump, right? Yeah, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> that's to, Woody uh, Harrelson to a field of dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's where it all ends up, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah, Iowa. Jeff, what are you consuming? Um, so I am consuming. So let me point out that Tanya and I watched The Godfather a couple nights ago, but and it's the first time I've ever seen The Godfather. You watched but, it in reverse. But this is because I watched The Offer on Paramount. It is how The Godfather was made. You watched that first and then watched The Godfather? I watched that and I'm like, I've got to watch The Godfather. Oh, and no. It's, Spoilers! It is freaking amazing. The offer is so good, and I'm like, "Holy mackerel!" This is, I mean, for the most part, it's the the character. I can't remember. He was in this is old school American Pie, but he was goof. He was like, uh, you know, Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only nah, old guy young, I can think of. No, sorry, uh, younger younger guy, McLovin. No. Anyway. Oh, that's super bad. Sorry, uh, wrong movie. I'll look it up. But the the offer is ten episodes done, and it is how um Al Ruddy, he is the producer, Paramount, and he worked for the Rand Corporation as just like a computer nerd who was just like, mm. the, the, what am I doing? I'm done with this. This is so ridiculous. I'm wasting my life. Next thing you know, he's like, I want to do movies. And runs into he he just but he finds a way to make it all happen, and you know the Godfather ends up being the best picture. But he's the producer is like produce like it is is this pathway of a storyline with like so many characters, and I'm like my goodness, what it takes to make a movie or what it takes to make a great movie where you won't you're not you're like it has to be done this way. I mean, just watching those episodes, there's a point where they're like, we, ha- we have no money. Sorry. It's like, we have to go to Sicily. We have to show like Michael Corleone in Sicily or this doesn't function. Like people have to see what, like see Italy and he, they like fight through it all and, and get to the end. And then they're winning the best picture, best actor. Al Pac- it's the beginning of Al Pacino. It's like, it's yeah. amazing. And so, so I went and watched Godfather with Tanya and we fell asleep for the f- like 30 minutes in, but then watched the whole thing. I'm like, God dang, that was a great movie. And I kind of have a little backstory on how that all happened. So I, I've been, I consumed that like the whole last week, just going through 10 episodes. It's fantastic, but it's on Paramount and uh, not everybody gets Paramount, but it's, Five ninety nine. You know, I'll share my username and password later. <laughs> but the poor people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're all equal. Yeah, we're all equal. Well, that's how we do it. We all share our passwords. Uh, we have been watching. I did start Last of Us, um, but I realized that they're only doing the thing where they release one a week. So, Did I'm, you watch This Is I Us w- first? I waited. <laughs> yeah, This Is The Last of Us. Uh, we've been watching Yellowstone, and that is... Salad. Really? 
I can't get past the first two episodes. You should. Okay. It's good. Gosh, darn it. It's it's great. Uh, you want no one to succeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want any character <laughs> to to do well. You're not rooting for anybody. That's the way to put it. That there's no one to root for in this movie. But it's super well done. I mean, it's like movie quality. Did Costner? I said movie. I meant series. Did just did Costner direct it or somebody else? He's he the producer. producer. He's the okay. producer. But someone okay. else wrote the the right. It's a writer director. Right. Okay. And Costner, dude. I hope that I look as good as Costner does when I'm that age. I mean, the version of me. Yeah. He's probably what almost seventy, maybe. Oh yeah, mid sixties. Mm-hmm. I no. bet he's. I bet he's early early no, mid sixties. No, mid sixties. He's at least seventy. That dang dude. I mean, yeah. Of course, any of us with like hundreds of millions of dollars could uh, <laughs> pay to have someone help us look a little bit better. Oh, he's been getting that Botox. He got some Brotox, uh, <laughs> but yeah. Just close-ups of Kevin Costner is all he wants in all of his movies. He's 68. I will say this. There's a... I find myself going back and forth between saying, oh, man, it would be awesome to live in Montana and going, oh, that would be the worst to live in Montana. Yeah, yeah, it's polarizing. Middle of nowhere. It's beautiful, but it's like freaking hard country. And uh, you go to church there. It's like, oh, there's seven people. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's packed. And one of us is preaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's it. Yellowstone. All right. All right, boys. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah, see if you can get past the, that it. second episode. What didn't you like? Just it. I mean, it honestly it bored me. Like, where do they? What are they doing? Okay. The all right. We've got the. Uh, We've got these tribe. We got the tribe, the tribes, and we've got the cowboys. And you know, there's Costner. Has anyone died yet? Um, I mean, I'm talking first episode, second uh, episode. Right. But, but I, but I honestly, I had no connection at all. The grit. Okay, just cut to the Godfather. In the first twenty minutes, every people are coming into the Godfather. It's his daughter's wedding day, but you get this storyline of like. Okay, this guy has a purpose. People, I know, but that's a two and a half. They got to do. No, they no, got to no. get it done in two and a half hours. However, yes, but in those first, in that first, okay, just think of like really good shows. Like, um, I'm not arguing that the no, no, Godfather no. isn't good. It's one of the best no, movies ever about, created. I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the Godfather, but I'm talking about really good shows like Ozarks, where within one episode, it's like. Boom. They are grabbing you. I'm like, okay, I knew Justin Bateman, man. I know who he is, who his friends were, his wife, like characters. Boom. I know exactly what's going on. There is a serious tension here. And boom, we're off and running. I I kind of need that a little bit when it comes to shows. Same thing with Breaking Bad. Like you it just it's, Yellowstone did not grab me. I'm like, where are we going? I like Kevin Costner and I know that he likes purpose. He like just going way back to dances with wolves. He he has a thing yeah. with like Indians, the tribes, like wanting to revere respect, like these people, this, you know, there's been wrong done. I mean, there needs to- <laughs> That's not his character. In this oh, one. Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? 
Maybe I don't know. You're gonna have to oh. watch. You have to be patient, Jeff. You need okay. to. You need to. Nothing get, is sacred. Okay. Let well, yourself there's only, in. There's only one thing sacred. Invest in the yes. In invest in the, the characters. Oh, that, well, we're back to the Godfather. Actually, mostly his land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, now we're off of the Godfather. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll give it. I'll go back and watch the first three episodes because I only watched the first one and a half. Yeah, and then I watch the first three episodes, okay. and then but at that point there'll be enough okay. shit hitting the fan that you'll be like, "Oh okay. my gosh!" Like someone needs to scrape that off. It's starting to smell in here. But it's, if that's the case, I want to watch it. Splattering everywhere. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, signing off. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, listener, for uh, tuning in. If you want to get a hold of us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. You can also get us on all the socials at brosbiblesbeer. And leave us a voicemail. We promise we will play it without listening to it first at anchor.fm slash bbbpod. Well, that's dangerous. There's Yeah, well, that's what we do, though. Who cares? Yeah. We'll just play it. We won't even listen beforehand. No, uh, no previews. Um, for Jeff... Scott, the the dearly departed Zach. <laughs> I am Andy. Thanks for tuning in and share this podcast with one other friend this week. And uh, in honor of Zach's outro, grace, peace, cheers. Yeah, grace, peace, yes. cheers. And we're all going to depart. Act accordingly. <laughs>